I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Wednesday. It's hump day. And geez, there is so much to tackle tonight. I'm not sure if we'll be able to do it in three hours. So let's just go over the plan of attack here. As much as we plan things here on the Jesse Kelly Show. I want, to, I want to assure you of something before I even get into any of the news or anything else. I, you know what I intend to do tonight? Well, I'll let the Rear Admiral tell you. Do you hope to serve another term as Secretary of Transportation? Well, uh, you know, right now i got my head down seeking to uh, deliver on. I'm going to keep my head down and deliver. Maybe not in the same way he's going to, but I'm going to keep my head down and deliver tonight. Now, we have a rate hike. That's not good. Feds raise the rates. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just kind of all bad. We'll talk about that. We'll talk in a, in a second. We're going to get to this possibly gigantic news about Joe Biden and FBI corruption. The gas stove ban they told you was never going to be. How you should conduct yourself in a big city if you run into a common criminal. Because I don't know if you've heard Someone choked out a guy on the New York City subway, and maybe he's in serious trouble. 
IRS is stocking up with weapons and tactical gear. We have my friend BK coming on 45 minutes from now to try to talk about some foreign policy stuff that we don't understand. <laughs> What's going on in Sudan? What's going on in Russia, Ukraine? All that emails. So much more coming up tonight on the world famous Jesse Kelly show. Let us begin with what was probably the story of the day. Now, you listen to the Jesse Kelly show. Nothing I tell you right now is going to surprise you at all. But we're going to talk about this because it is going to surprise your friend, Normie Norm, your neighbor, the guy who half pays attention, but he's too busy with the NFL draft. Joe Biden is a very corrupt man. We talked about this at length last night, but just, again, real briefly here. Very early on, you can tell Joe Biden figured out that he can use his positions of power in the Senate, vice president, now president, to make money. And how do you do that? Well, you don't do it directly. You don't tell someone, I'm going to pass this law, and then you you hand me a briefcase with $100,000 in it. That's not how that works. What you do is, as a senator, vice president, whatever the case may be, you are given discretion over how some funds are handed out, oftentimes huge quantities of funds. And maybe, maybe, maybe at one point you're offered, hey, Here's a billion dollars. You can send it to Ukraine and you can maybe specify that it has to be used in Ukraine's energy sector. And so you say, okay. And what you do is you have a friend of a friend call a guy who knows a guy and you make sure a company or two in Ukraine's energy sector knows that you're going to be sending them money and you expect your dirtball crackhead son to get a very, very, very lucrative job, no work, all pay, and that's the condition that's going to get you the money. And so the the back channel people work their magic, and soon you're Joe Biden, and you're sending gobs of money to Ukraine's energy industry. At the same time, your son gets an eighty plus thousand dollar a month job with an energy company and no energy experience. This has been the Joe Biden political career. In many ways, they are as corrupt as the Clintons were, just not as sexy. And when I say not as sexy, I mean the Clintons would just have a bunch of people killed. Allegedly, the Bidens just do old run-of-the-mill bribery. That's all, run-of-the-mill bribery. And this is stuff that has been known in political circles for the longest time. The Bidens, they will use Joe Biden's position of power to enrich Joe Biden through his family members. Remember, the family members get, get a generous quantity of that money, but you always have to send a cut up to, what was it called? The big man. The big man, Joe Biden. Now, we know all this. Again, you know all this. You, you, you get it. You get it. Your neighbor, Normie Norm, doesn't get it. Right now, he's probably rolling his eyes if you're explaining this to him, calling you a conspiracy theorist, but you know these things to be true. None of this is news to you. Which brings us to today. Grassley and Comer. You see, these are senators. Grassley's a senator. Comer's in the House. We're talking about oversight. And what they have discovered is, well, I'll... I'll let it be explained here. Hey, John, good afternoon. The House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer says that he's issued a subpoena to the FBI in a letter that he and Senator Chuck Grassley have sent to Attorney General Merrick Garland and FBI Director Chris Wray. They write that a, quote, highly credible whistleblower 
says the Justice Department and FBI have a form that, quote, describes an alleged criminal scheme involving then-President Biden and a former national relating to the exchange of money for policy decisions. It's been alleged that the document includes a precise description of how the alleged criminal scheme was employed as well as its purpose. Now, Comer and Grassley provide no information on the identity of the whistleblower, what specifically they're alleging. In short, it's a subpoena for a document that an unidentified whistleblower says exists and shows illegal activity. It is unclear yet how the Justice Department will respond. We have reached out, John. Okay, now let's clarify a couple things. One, uh, I don't know if that guy misspoke or just was misinformed this was not then President Joe Biden. This was Vice President Joe Biden. So this took place while Barack Obama was president. Joe Biden was vice president. You still with me? Now, what is the document? He laid it out what it is, but here's what you need to know and what your neighbor, more specifically, Normie Norm, needs to know. There was an investigation conducted by the FBI while Barack Obama was president. The investigation was not an investigation into Joe Biden. It was not an investigation into Joe Biden. Joe Biden, however, came up in the course of the investigation. This has happened before. This will happen again. But the important thing for all of us to know is this. The FBI, in the course of its investigation into someone else, something else, came across... Allegedly, hard, fast proof. It sounds like the whole scheme is laid out. You will hire him. I will send money to you. You will send money back here. We are go The whole thing was laid out on a piece of paper. The Federal Bureau of Investigation got in possession of that piece of paper and promptly buried it, set it down. Now, none of that is shocking, again, to you. Honestly, you're probably shrugging your shoulders right now. How often have we talked about these things on the Jesse Kelly show? You know these things. None of this is news to you. You're, you're the top 1% of inf informed voters in the country. But this is one of those moments where we, the hyper-informed, the tip of the spear, this is a prime moment to inform normie norm not about Joe Biden and his corruption. He probably already has accepted that. This is a prime time to inform your neighbor, Normie Norm, that the Federal Bureau of Investigation is a frightening entity now, on par with the Soviet Cheka, and the moderate position is the complete disbandment of the FBI. The more extreme position, one I would come into line with, is disbanding the FBI and then placing large numbers of FBI agents in federal prison as an example to anyone else in the federal government who would choose to abuse their power in this way. But setting your views, my views, moderate views aside, it's time, this is a prime opportunity to let Normie Norm know that the America he thinks he lives in the America maybe he even used to live in, depending on how old he is, that America is gone. Then we have to start conducting ourselves accordingly. Now, what's it mean for Joe Biden in the presidency? You already know my thoughts. I've made my thoughts very, very clear. It's, I know, an outlandish theory 
and I don't have any inside info on it. This is just a theory. I predict that Joe Biden is not actually going to run for president in 2024. I believe the system wants him out. But you see, you can't just go tap him on the shoulder and say, no, no more president for you. Get out. It's politics. It's a game of power. You have to have some sort of leverage over Joe Biden. What better leverage than walking into the Oval Office and saying, Joe, hey, uh, we really like this Gavin Newsom guy. And you, your brain is melted goo. So we need you to leave. And we'll actually let you leave. uh, But you need to leave now. And Joe will say no. And he'll say, okay, well, we have a lot of documentation proving you and really most of your family to be criminals. We can make this go away if you go away. Or we can pursue it. Your call, Joe. And then Joe retires and goes to start planning his presidential library. That's how I see it going. We'll see if I'm correct. Now, that's a good thing for your neighbor, Normie Norm, to know about. You know what? what's another good thing? For your neighbor to understand the sky is green and the system. You ready for that? Because, oh boy, thank you, New York, for this one. The gas stove ban. Before we get to that, you and Normie Norm do need to understand that the economy is really bad And we haven't even talked about the strike that's coming for the ports. We haven't talked about how the railroads are actually going to get worse and the trucking industry is getting worse. We're actually losing truckers. This is a long way of saying the rocky economic times are in our future, not in our rearview mirror. All we can do is prepare. You don't have control over any of that. Neither do I. All we can do is prepare. Get some gold or silver. I don't care. I'm, I, I like them both. It doesn't matter to me. I don't pick it for the shine. I pick it for the value and the security. Your 401k and IRA, you need gold and silver in there to make sure when that stock market drops like a stone, you don't lose your retirement. You need gold and silver coins. These are needs. Oxford Gold will send them to your home. 833-995-GOLD. I love these guys. I trust them. They'll take care of you. 833-995-GOLD, Oxford Gold Group. What, Chris? We can make jokes. It's fine. You got that right. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We're about to get to old New York and banning those gas stoves. They told you it wasn't going to happen, but I want to remind you, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, Jesse at jessekellyshow.com your love your hate your death threats while you're emailing i'll be keeping my head do you down. hope to serve another term as secretary of transportation well uh you know right now i got my head down seeking to uh deliver on all of the historic we know you do pete we know you do but i want to get to this email before we get to new york dr jesse my husband and i live in colorado We have five children, but this question was raised by our 20-year-old daughter. I came home from work and saw her parked in my driveway. I immediately saw her tear-stained face and asked what was wrong. We talked for over 30 minutes in her car about how much she hates America, but not by the standard snot-nosed crap you hear from kids in her generation. She says she's going to quit college because of her dream, or the college of her dreams because of those kids. She is scared. Rent, insurance, gas, groceries already have her stressed. She is aware the dollar is worthless and the threat of World War III has her questioning why she should even stay in America. I have to say, 
listening to her rant about how America has rotten to the place where we are now made me proud of her understanding, but extremely sad as we had no words other than that is what we as a country voted for. What would you tell her? Well, here's what I would tell her. And I'm having these conversations with my own sons who are 12 and 14, but they are not stupid. They're not fools. They look around and they see the filth everywhere. Shoot, they listen to my show half the time. They, they know what's up. They know what's going on. And they're looking at the financial situation too. They hear, they know what inflation is now. They know what interest rates are now. They're, they're learning these things and they're aware that the opportunities they have when they get older and they become young men in search of a dime to marry are going to be different. And let's be frank about this. We don't have to sugarcoat this. They're not going to be as good. I bought my first home when I was uh, 26 or 27. That wasn't anything fancy, but got enough for a down payment. I got a nice Christmas bonus at work, gave me enough for a down payment, got married, bought a home. Not again, nothing, nothing sexy, nothing, yeah, not a mansion, but it was a home. My sons have virtually zero chance at purchasing a home when they're that age. I shouldn't say that. They have a lower chance than I did at purchasing a home when they're that age. They're going to have different economic opportunities than I had. Their dollars not going to go as far as mine did. Right now, you pay what? I pay what? Six, seven dollars for a value meal at a McDonald's or something like that. Is that right, Chris? Michael, that's about right. Six, seven bucks. My kids are going to pay 14. That's the truth. When, as they get older, as they get to be my age, that's what they're going to pay. And you look around at the despicable state of the leadership in the country, not just not just politics, because that can change from election to election, but you look at the education system like this girl's going through and, and entertainment, and, and all you see is the filth. But it's important that we always remember, just because America's government, just because America's cultural institutions are rancid gutter trash and really bad, and they are affecting us, they are hurting us, just because that is true, that doesn't mean America as a whole is that way. There are still huge pockets of this nation where you can go and you can be free and you can be surrounded by people who share your values. You can be surrounded by people who say yes, ma'am, and no, sir, who fly a flag, who, who you'll, you'll run into them in the grocery store on Friday night and in church on Sunday. When your kids get together, they're talking about the same things, valuing the same things. The problem people run, will run into is if they're in a blue area, like, like this girl's in a college, so you know that's as blue as it gets, but New York City. If you're in New York City and you live, work, and worship in New York City, that's what you know is New York City, you don't ever get a window into the other parts of America that are spectacular and, and large. It's not like we're talking tiny pockets here. Large and spectacular 
and worth living in and worth fighting for and worth protecting. And this is part of the reason I have encouraged people to get out and get to a red place. It's not just to save what parts of the country can be saved and all the other things I talk about. It's for your own personal happiness. And so you realize all of the country is not rancid filth. Yes, large parts of it are. And that sucks. And I wish it wasn't that way. So, so do you. But it is important to get out, even if you just visit. Go get to real America. And you will meet real people and you will feel better about parts of this place. Is it going to look different? Yep. Are the opportunities going to be worse? In many ways, yes. No question about that. But we don't get to pick the period of time and history we've been given, do we? All right. Now, the gas stove ban. Thank you, Kathy Hochul, for this one today for proving my point. We'll get to that right after we talk about shooting mainly practicing shooting. It's not enough to have a weapon. You must know how to use it right, or believe me when I tell you this, when you're scared and your hands are sweating and your adrenaline's pumping, you can't hit anything. It's one of the things that hit me very early on in the Marines. They'd make you go run or do something crazy or fight somebody, and then they'd, you'd stand up, they'd hand you a weapon, then they'd make you go shoot, and all of a sudden you go from an expert, you can't hit a daggone thing. Until you practice. Mantis X is how we practice. Mantis X allows you to practice right inside of your home, right inside your apartment. You dry fire practice without firing a shot. And it's not just target practice. It's drills. It's feedback. You'll get good fast. The Green Berets use it. Go to MantisX.com and get yours today. All right? MantisX.com. Practice. Fighting for your freedom every day. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and it is time to figure out what in the world is going on in other parts of the world with my friend BK. Joining me now, former Air Force PJ, host of the World News with BK podcast. Okay, BK, first and foremost, drones. Everyone's seen that video of that drone blowing up by the Kremlin. Since we don't know the truth of what's actually going on, Talk to us about drone warfare, BK. Is this the wave of the future, just everybody lobbing explosive drones at each other? Oh, yeah, Jesse. I think that uh, I I called this a long time ago. I think it's going to continue to get more advanced. What we're seeing in other countries is still really primitive. We've all seen the social media videos of what's going on in Ukraine. And, I mean, they're literally buying these $500 hobby drones and just rigging them up with explosive shells and mortars and like dropping them onto trenches. I mean, and, and it's scared. The scary thing is even that amount of primitive tech is still pretty effective. Now it's nowhere what we have going on. And a drone is only as good really as its operator. But Jesse, these things are going to continue to get more and more insane. As a matter of fact, what I'm really, uh, what I'm really looking at in the future is the drone swarms. Like, forget the old days. If you wanted to take out some other country's uh, nuclear aircraft carrier, why not save the aircraft carrier instead of blowing it up? And you could do that by sending, say, a drone swarm of tiny little one-inch drones that move through the aircraft carrier, each firing like, I don't know, a little, I'm just speculating here, but a little round at every sailor, and you completely clean the thing out. These things are cheap, Jesse. They don't really involve much personnel risk. 
and you can use your opponent's infrastructure after you completely take it over. Now, that's assuming, of course, that we don't come up with even better and better weapons, counter drone weapons like electromagnetic pulse guns, which we already have. We have uh, overseas on our own bases. We have anti-drone technology, which I've seen in use. But, uh, Jesse, I wouldn't shock me at this point if we get into this electronic back and forth to where we all end up right back where we started from, which is using <laughs> gunpowder gun and swords. And that might be the end, the end of this all, this, all this, Jesse. Okay, BK, I know you're obviously, you know a lot, and you're limited at what you're allowed to talk about. So just at full disclosure for everyone, there are things he's not going to be allowed to say, but... Okay, so we have a way to counter these things with EMPs. You mentioned EMP guns, but it just, the way I think about this is because this stuff didn't exist when I was a stupid, young, very average grunt in the Marines. It would terrify me the thought of digging my fighting hole, waiting there, and then no man shows up, just some drone going 100 miles per hour flying at me. That would scare me to death because I don't know how to stop that. What do I do? There's there's little you can do, Jesse, and that's why I remember when the war was kicking off and there was a big push in the you know ex-military contractor community, oh, go over to Ukraine. They're hiring at like thousands of dollars a day. And I'm like, are you kidding me? If you guys think this is going to be like even, I don't know, Afghanistan or even Mosul, where you can actually you know get out your gun and go toe-to-toe with the enemy, you're fooling yourself. You might get into some barracks, as we saw later, and you might be a hundred miles from the front line and some Russian hypersonic missile comes down on you and kills you and 40 people before you've ever even gotten within 50 clicks of the fight. So uh, it, there's, it, it is terrifying. It's very bloodless, honestly, in a way it's more um, like Jesse, you know, when you're fighting house to house, like say Fallujah, that's like a savage mm-hmm. primitive war that yeah. changes men. I mean, it's not really that bad if you're just doing it all by remote control and you never get, have to see the blood and guts or smell or hear the screaming. You don't have to do any of that. And so maybe now you're just much more callous and it doesn't affect you as much. So in a way, it's like almost a, uh, it almost leads to more conflict because now you don't have to directly see the consequences of your action and you can take this sort of amoral stand on it. And that's mm-hmm. something that personally I would never want to be involved in because you don't have to see the wreckage and the carnage. Yeah, no, the, the depersonalizing like that is probably going to make it somehow even more cruel than it already was. Uh, one other thing on the Russia-Ukraine thing, because I want to talk about Sudan, is I'm talking to uh, friends I know, and what they're realizing right now is the old way of having a command center. You know, The general's here and his staff is around him. That is something that's probably going to go away as well because the Ukrainians keep having theirs blown up by the freaking Russian artillery. They're finding it. They're finding it easily, and they're blowing it up probably with drones. Yes. And we've, Jesse, we've even seen an example of that. Uh, Just today, the New York Times had a great story because we've all know by now that using a cell phone on the front lines in Ukraine and Russia is basically a death sentence. So now the Ukrainians are pulling out the old... A rotary phone that you have to wind up with cables snaking through the trenches so they can talk on it. And these these devices they're using now are well over 60, 70 years old, but the Ukrainians are like, this is the only way we can be confident that our comms and our locations are not being intercepted. And that's, that kind of ties into what I said earlier about us going back to the very primitive basics of warfare. Yeah, it's not hard to imagine just sending a runner in the future. Just send That's a runner. Right. Here's a sealed envelope. Start running, private, and we'll pray and, for and, you. And, and, 
and and we need, of course, if you're going to use runners, we, we're going to have to train them fully to be only the most jacked and tan of oh. all runners, Jesse. I will personally be responsible for the runners. We'll institute kettlebell training. Everybody's ab veins will be popping. It's going to be aesthetically pleasing, if nothing else. <laughs> Again, we're speaking with BK, host of the World News with BK podcast. Always a wealth of info and painful ab vein talk. Okay, <laughs> Sudan. People don't yep. know squat about Sudan's political situation, BK. They know it looks like yet another war is kicking off there. What is going on in Sudan, and why should I give a crap? Well, it's uh, well, it's Africa's third largest country, so it's a big deal. But it's just the same old thing, Jesse. They overthrew their longtime uh, their longtime dictator who had ruled there for years, and they seem to have some kind of power-sharing agreement between the head of Sudan's military and the head of a notorious former militia, who, by the way, was responsible for the Darfur crisis. If you kids remember that back in the early 2000s, that killed hundreds of thousands of people, displaced millions. And they came together, and they were like, well, we're not like that guy. And, of course, the, the, the West is like, oh, finally, it's happening. And then it's not happening because guess what? They don't want to share power with each other. They came together saying we're going to have free and fair elections, and they never did those, of course, either. And all of our belly aching about it, Jesse, you probably saw we were negotiating with these two guys a couple weeks ago. We had, high, we had an embassy there. We had high hopes that, okay, this is going to be the Africa turnaround story that we're looking for. And – all of a sudden, they're out in the streets fighting, and they really don't care what we think because we, like, sometimes, you know, sort of meekly offer, tell them we're going to threaten them with sanctions. And they just don't care because they know other great powers like Russia, like China, are going to come in there with their money and their infrastructure and their guns if the U.S. won't play ball. So there's really – it's almost – we're powerless, Jesse, and we see this happening over and over again. We saw it with the Arab Spring. We saw it in Tunisia. We saw it with Egypt. We saw it in Somalia. We've seen it so many times on the continent of Africa. I don't think there's a solution there because it's just a different culture and a different thing going on, and we just have no influence. Okay. It's, all right. We've only got a couple minutes left. So what it, yeah. what it sounds like you're telling me, and I hope I'm wrong, is that we're simply going to watch, and we have no power to do anything about it, nor do I say we should, but we're right. going to watch another horrific disaster taking place in Africa with all kinds of poor women and children dying. Do I have that right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you taught, you, you got two generals, the head of Sudan's army, that's General Abdel Al-Burhan, and the other guy, the paramilitary head, is General Mohammed Hamdan. And the only way to stop this is for us to once again bring our military might in there and take control of the streets and the American people, as you know, after 20 years of futility in Iraq and Afghanistan are really not going to be down with that, even if we send a few. And if you only send a few, you're not going to do anything anyway. So uh, it's nobody wants to say it out loud, Jesse, but sometimes there is no answer. Yeah, it is what it is. BK, my man, I appreciate you. What kind of weirdo health freak food are you having for dinner tonight? Oh, Jesse, I'm all I'm all about. I'm on the grass fed, grass finished beef oh. from my veteran buddy, and that's pretty much all I'm eating. I'm not even I'm not even gonna have any sweet potatoes, no carbs at all, and I'm just going right for it, Jesse. I'm gonna make two pounds of that and I'm gonna consume every last bit of it and the shoulders will be bulging out of my <laughs> t shirt as per <laughs> SOP. You know this. BK, I'll talk to you soon, bud. We'll break bread soon. Thank you, my brother. Well, Sobering, but I'm smarter now. Are you smarter? 
Chris, I mean, you needed to get a lot smarter. Hopefully, you what, Chris? Hopefully, you're smarter now too. All right, we uh, we still have a lot. We still, we haven't even gotten to national test test scores. We haven't gotten to the shipyard news in America. We don't think about shipyards, do we? I mean, I guess maybe you do, but probably not. There's all kinds of stuff still to come on the Jesse Kelly Show. Hang on. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Do you hope to serve another term as Secretary of Transportation? Well, uh, you know, right now I got my head down seeking to uh, deliver on all of the historic opportunities. Us two here on the Jesse Kelly Show, head down, seeking to deliver on a Wednesday. We'll get to the Fed rate hikes and things like that, but we have to dig into a little how the system operates. Not for you. You already know this is for Normie Norm. Because the headline really across the country today, besides the Fed rate hike, which we'll still get to a little bit, is New York becomes the first state to pass a gas and fossil fuel ban. Now, what does that mean? In new buildings, they're going to ban gas and fossil fuels. Now, this is not surprising. You listened to the show. You knew this was coming. But I do think it is important to look back and then look currently on how the system operates and how they manipulate so many people so often. Where did the gas stove ban begin? Do you know where it began? Get this. The Chinese funded a, quote, independent, it's actually a communist group in America, funded a study by this group, and the study, surprise, surprise, came out and said, whoa, these gas stoves are, my goodness, they're they're killing us. They're pollution. They're killing us. And... Because it was based on, of course, the science. Don't you believe in science? Trust the science. Almost immediately, the Biden administration came out and said, hey, look, uh, we take no pleasure in this, but we need to protect you from gas. We might have to look at banning these gas stoves. And immediately, we freaked. You freaked, I freaked, everyone freaked. I got a gas stove. Most people have gas stoves. It runs on gas. It's got to get a gas stove. My grill on the outside has a gas hookup. It runs on gas. My, my house is heated with gas. So we were understandably concerned that they were going to take away something from us. And then something happened. I want to thank Chris and Michael, whichever one of you did this. They went ahead. And, oh, it was Michael. I want to thank Michael went ahead along with this story today. And he printed out some headlines, some very interesting ones. Because you and I were freaking out. Oh, my gosh. They're going to ban the gas stoves. And then the system, well, the system, remember, they want to destroy your life. Always remember this about the system, the communists. They want to destroy your life. They want to destroy everything. They want to burn everything down and take everything from you. But they understand you're not, you're not going to be that pleased about that. They don't, they don't want you to catch on to what they're actually doing which is why they just kind of incrementally ban this and ban that and ban this and ban that and make everything worse. Just slowly, slowly, just slow down, slow down. We get, hey, can't let them know what we're doing. And whenever they do something that does freak you out, they will try to tamp down your anger. They can't have you getting too aware and too angry. Look, you, you they already know you're the enemy. They can't have Normie Norm waking up. All right, so, so what do they do? In times where you get really mad, like you did about the gas stove ban, they lock shields. 
This is the system. As the communists were already in the process of banning your gas stoves, Newsweek, January 11th, 2023. Here's the headline. Republicans mocked over outraged claims the government is coming for your gas stoves. <laughs> Those stupid Republicans. Here's New Republic, January 12th, next day, 2023. How right-wing gas bags cooked up a fantastically dumb culture war. It was all about the ridiculous theories that they were coming for your gas stoves. Oh, but wait, there's more. I could keep going all day. This was from a week later. They had to stay on it, had to keep you calm. January 19th, 2023, Republicans thrust gas stoves into the culture wars. That, my friends, is how the system works. Because you fast forward to today, New York is the first state to pass a law that will ban natural gas and fossil fuels in new buildings. And what's the editor's note? What's what's the article that went with it today? We had all those other articles telling you to calm down. No one's coming for your stove. Why don't you calm down? Just calm, quit being a quit being a gas bag. What are you, some conspiracy theorist? Here we go, coming for the stove. And so on the day they ban the stoves, the headline, this is even, look, this is from Scientific American. Don't you trust the science? Scientific American says health risks of gas stoves explained. You see, the system was always going to ban them. They couldn't have you get too mad about it, so the system just tried to pour a little water on you. Hey, calm down, peasant. Don't let the peasants get too mad. We can't, can't have them coming with the pitchforks and torches. And then when they finally just cram it in you, then they come out with a statement. They come out with articles letting you know Hey, it's for your own good. There were health risks. Yeah, Chris brought up a good point. California and others have similar bills going through. I just want to make sure I, I want to make sure everyone understands this. New York, 10 years from now, maybe sooner, but 10 years from now, New York will have brutal power problems. New York will have abortion on demand all nine months. No question about it. New York will will have confiscatory gun laws. I'm talking state police coming to your door to arrest you for that weapon they decided you're no longer allowed to have. These blue states are rapidly turning into hell. And I am sorry to inform you there is no reversing this. It cannot be reversed. The only way out now is watching it descend into hell, and hopefully something good will rise up from the ashes. And I don't take any pleasure in saying that. I think that's freaking awful. You know, New York City is pretty much my favorite place in the world. I love it there. Just flying in puts a smile on my face. But it's true. It's true. It's the future. And you can believe me or not. Maybe just think I'm being over the top. Jesse, it won't be that bad. No, the blue states, they're going to be chopping off 10-year-old penises regularly 10 years from now. Regularly. Get ready. It cannot be stopped. Now, let's talk about the Fed. In fact, let's talk a little bit about blue versus red because something else happened today. And why is the IRS arming up? Hang on. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 